Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our January 2020 show, the first show of 2020. It's an open reading, and you, you are invited to call in and read a poem. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Or you can click the Direct Connect button, or maybe it says Click to Talk. I don't know what it says because... It may say something different to me, but I know there's a button there. I know you can press the button and connect directly somehow. I think. Maybe I don't know that. I'd like to believe that's true. If it's not true, you can call. Call 646-716-7362. It's a full hour of open reading. We have no content or style restrictions, and I am excited to hear your poems, ladies and gentlemen. We already have a few callers in the queue. We're going to get to you in a few minutes and I uh, uh, just a couple items of business first of all happy new year I haven't talked with uh, haven't talked with y'all since 2019 that feels like it was a year ago or so but it wasn't it was just last month that's how time works I've been studying I know uh, so welcome to the new year welcome to our first show of the new year um, and I'm glad to have you um, not a whole lot going on in poetry superhighway news. Uh, this month, um, I can just tell you that uh, a couple things. If you have um, uh, uh, submitted uh, work for Poet of the Week um, in 2019 and were published in 2019, um, because the new year has set upon us, you are now eligible to submit work again. Uh, we, You can send work in as much as you want until – you are selected uh, until and if you're selected as Poet of the Week. Uh, once that happens, then um, you, uh, we, you're you not eligible to submit work again until the following year. So if you haven't been published yet in 2020, which is most of you, I would suspect, since the year just started, then feel free to click on our submission guidelines at poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, we publish two poets online every single week, and I'd love to consider your work. There's an online form. All the directions are there. If you have any questions about that, feel free to ask me as well here on the air when you call in to read your poem. Uh, the next big thing we have going on is uh, we'll start on on uh, February 1st. It's our Great Poetry Exchange. Um, this is a project we do every year where we ask you to uh, volunteer to send a copy of your printed poetry book to somewhere else in the world, and in exchange, you will receive a poetry book from somewhere else in the world. You probably, maybe you know about this project already, or maybe you've you've seen like postcard exchange, uh, postcard poem exchange projects. Um, basically, uh, you've got a physical book of some kind that you wrote, and you're going to send it to somewhere else in the world, and um, and you sign up to do that on our website. That's going to happen. On the 1st of uh, February, uh, all the info will be available for that. We'll add the listing for your book, a link to it, um, which will stay up all year. So you kind of get a free advertisement for your book on our webpage all year for the whole year. Um, and then at the end of the month, I'm going to randomly assign uh, different people to different people. So you're going to send your book to somewhere in the world. 
someone else will send their book to you. It's not a one-to-one exchange. You won't be sending a book to the same person that you'll be receiving a book from. Probably, occasionally, uh, folks like that get get matched up, but that's usually not what happens. So that's it. So that's something you've got to you've got to look forward to coming along uh, uh, at the beginning of uh, February to sign up for that our uh, our annual Great Poetry Exchange. I think that's it. Um, I can tell you uh, before we get to our callers a little bit later in the show at the half hour mark, we will be playing a spoken word track from Frog Corpse. Uh, that's the name of the person who sent in the uh, the the track that we'll be playing today. So so we've got that to look forward to. I listened to it. It sounds pretty cool. So you should be looking forward to that as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in if you haven't uh, if you don't know it, if you can't see it on your screen, and if you'd like to read a poem, which I hope that you will, is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our first caller is from the uh, ooh, it's a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Anybody Hello, there? Rick. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Hello. How are you? Hello. Good, sir. How are you? I'm great, thanks. This sounds like uh, Alex from Canada. Uh, nail hit the nail on the head, Rick. <laughs> it sounded like you weren't sure there for a minute, like uh, like I surprised you with it with your own identity. Oh boy. Well, what are you going to do? One of these days you have to be surprised. Maybe it's an alter ego or something. Who knows? Maybe. So how's it going, Alex in Canada? Is it cold up there? It's cold down here. I think. Um, cold in respect to what, Rick? Maybe about 45, 50 degrees where you are? Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, is freezing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. What, what do you have up there? Well, I think this morning it was like minus 11 Celsius, something like that, minus 12. But the thing is, uh, yesterday morning the snow started, and we ended up getting probably close to another foot of snow between yesterday morning and this morning. Well, I, um, I'm i embarrassed at, at what a temperature wimp I am, number one, here in Southern California. And to all of my sympathies uh, that you have to deal with that. It, it can always be worse, right, Rick? Because like the other day in Newfoundland, in the capital, St. John's, which is on our far east coast, they set a one-day record, 76 centimeters. Like the whole city was snowed. Like you're talking people open the doors of their front doors, Rick, and it's like something out of a cartoon or whatever, but the snow completely sealed the front the front door. They, they opened the door and all they could see was snow. Well, to me, that just says not going to work today. So that, good for that's them. That's what that means. That's what that means. Cool. Well, Alex, um, do you have a poem for us? We have some... Some news first, right, Rick? Okay, go for it. Um, I have been published my first poetry book by Cyberwit.net, and the title of the book is Vincelles, and it's 60 poems, 126 pages. And I'm on top of the world, and uh, 
thanks for a lot of your guidance and everything through the process and everything, and it's been enlightening, and it's also been very stimulating. So it's wonderful to be published in your own book. It's fabulous. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations on that. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Cool. So, well, um, um, I'm, I'm going to post have... a link to your... I'm going to post a link to your book uh, uh, right in the in the uh, in the event here on Facebook, so people can click over to it if they want to check it out. And uh, in the meantime, we'd love to uh, love to hear your poem. Okay, buddy. It's called Vincelles. Here goes. The pride in your name, its origins, your family history, what they were known for. Most were wine producers. All were benefactors who wanted to give back as a sign of gratitude, a time when one's word meant what it said, as those pulled together as the symbol of a woven sinew that was indivisible, as thought centered around a single tree, from which also came circles of heredity, a provenance in the ville of Vincelles. There was no question as to the testimony of an inner ring whose flame burned brightly. Footsteps remembered as a legacy for those to come of the shoes they would fill. Plaques still to this day etch good deeds done, though long departed yet near in heart. A character in these defined, a strength that ran through and evenly through. In the land of the romantics, waters as pure Souls as vibrant as their uncommon nature. End of poem. That's great. Um, the, I, I gather from uh, from the way that from the text in the poem that Vincelles is the name of a city. Is that correct? Yeah, it's the name of a town actually. And and the okay. thing is, what's really cool, Rick, is that with my mum's bloodline, um, her last name. There were three bloodlines in France, and our bloodline was the only one, Vincelles, that had a na- had a town named after us in central France. That's great. Well, uh, you sh- have have you had a chance to get back there? I have been to that city in two thousand and three. Did um did they uh, did you get anything special or extra because the town was named after uh, your your family name? Uh, no, but what I want to do tomorrow, today I looked up the actual uh, mayor, uh, the current mayor of that town, and I want to see if they want to have actually at least a copy of this book on hand in their local library there. So I'm going to call him personally tomorrow. That's fantastic, Alex. That's really cool. Um, and uh, I'm fascinated by history and and in particular connections to history the, the the chain that links us to our previous uh generations etc and so to it must have been amazing to go back to this place um that has a name that comes directly from your family and and to be able to you know see it on signs and and learn about its history and its connection to your family and i definitely think that a copy of this brand new book congratulations vincelles um Thanks, should buddy. should be uh, in the town somewhere. So so best of luck with that. Thanks, Rick. 
I, I mean, it, it's super, super important. You know what I mean, Rick? The 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 guy that originally had this chateau in that city, um, it, it he was like four great grandfathers back, but his son, that was my great 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 grandfather. He was uh, an ambassador for France in Venice when Napoleon was taking over Venice. And um, he was sending back all the reports to Napoleon before Napoleon took over Venice. And what happened was that they wrote a book about this in 1904, Max Pemberton. It's called Beatrice of Venice. And in there, my great-great-great-grandfather, his... He's playing the major role as the ambassador, sending back all the reports and that. And then what I was told in 2003 when I went to France, my older cousin George, who's now departed, but he told me way back then that actually my great-great-grandfather, Joseph Viltart, he actually, him and, now get this, Rick, him and Napoleon actually lived in an apartment together in Paris when they were teenagers. They were that close. Wow. That's a, that's a great connection to one of the most famous that's historical figures That's a ever. huge, so huge connection. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, Alex, um, I, best of luck with the book. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm glad it's, uh, it's these historical connections are, are coming to light for you and that I hope that you uh, benefit from them at least artistically and, and through a sense of learning your own place in, in history and in this long chain. And, uh, and best of luck with it. Thanks for calling in today. And Rick, I have a very deep sense of gratitude for all the help now that you've given me this week and over the years, how kind and generous you've been to me and given me time to read and to express poetic thoughts throughout the universe. You are a My very pleasure. good person. Thank you. That, well, thanks, buddy. I don't know about that, but I'm happy to give the space to you, and thanks so much. All right, that was uh, Alex calling from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, uh, fresh on the heels of his new book, Vincelles, which is out now uh, I posted a link to it as a comment to the Facebook post for this reading. If you want to interact with me and other folks who might be listening, head to our Facebook page, the Poetry Superhighway Facebook page. Uh, the most recent post is the one that I made promoting this reading. And the comments below, I'm adding live uh, live elements that, that come up that we talk about. For example, Alex is reading from his new book, and so I posted a link to the new book um, as a comment. So uh, feel free to comment and, and say hi and, and all of that kind of stuff um, right uh, right there in that. If you would like to call in and read a poem, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 205 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Michael, Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, It was good to hear Alex read first because, uh, first of all, congratulations on your publication, Alex, the Canadian poet. And then also uh, what he read gave rise to a revision, a quick revision on what I was going to read. It's a little micro poem, but it didn't have a title it has a title now when he was speaking about the weather conditions there. It, suddenly a title occurred to me. That's the way it, I like it when things like that happen. It's, 
because they're not thought, they're inspired. Uh, but so this is now called Snow Globe, Winter, cool. and still the sun shining on a frost-bitten world. Snow Globe, still the sun shining on a frost-bitten world. Nice. Um, that's a great one, Michael. Um, so well, I guess since we, we we learned what the temperature was in Canada, what's what's the temperature in Birmingham? Just for our own okay, information. We've had we've had we've had strange weather. In fact, what I just read, I thought about calling. I, I thought about global warming. The still sun still shining on the world because the last couple of weeks we've had weather that's for us that's more like March. Warm tornadoes. There's been tornadoes through here. But now the next three nights, it's going to drop down to the 20s. And then it's going to fit back up to like 50 in the day, and um, it'll be a little more typical weather for Alabama. But uh, the last couple of weeks, it's been like, wow, if we have bad weather in January, it's usually some snow. And we don't need much snow to close down the schools and uh, things like that here. If there's some threat of it, then we're closing because people aren't going to get stuck out. But uh, but so we're gonna have some nights in the twenties, so it'd be definitely time to wear winter uh, winter clothing. And that's you know we have nothing like Canada and uh, places like Illinois. So um, all right, we have probably had some other callers. I I enjoyed the experience of like I thought, out of Tennessee started talking about the weather up there, and I thought the world is in a lot of ways is like a snow globe. But the sun's still shining on a on a frost. Well, it actually was cold world, but I thought you need something a little stronger. How about frostbitten? Because that kind of gets in the Blake uh, songs of innocence, songs of experience. All right sure. then. And what's what's the reading for next month? How close to how close to Valentine's will it be? Uh, it's going to be um, the weekend after February twenty third will be our next show. So about five weeks from today. All right, then. Well, I look forward to that. Maybe I'll have something uh, that's appropriate for February. And uh, are you happy New Year to you? And um, enjoy. I hope the rest of the show goes as well as it has so far. Me too. Thanks, Michael. Thanks so much for calling in. And uh, and uh, stay warm out there as it dips into the 20s um, there in uh, Birmingham. That was a Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, a regular here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and uh, we don't always talk about the weather. That's not a that's not a regular thing here. But um, uh, but you know when when uh, Alex is telling us it's um, negative uh, negative twenty negative eleven in Celsius uh, in that part of the world, I figure we better pay attention and uh, and 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 compare how lucky we have it where we are if it's uh, if it's warmer. Than that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the uh, MC of the show. I'm the person behind the Poetry Superhighway website at PoetrySuperhighway.com. This is our monthly open reading, Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, so do call in and, and read a poem. Our next caller is from the, let's see, the 310 area code. Hello, 310. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Great. It's Jean Colonymous. Hi, Rick. Hi, Jean. How are you doing? I'm great. Um, 
couple of things. Uh, my cousin lives in Huntsville, which is Alabama, which is a little north, somewhat north of Birmingham. So I just found out kind of what her weather is. So thank you, Michael. And um, also, saved I've been you, reading your... Saved you the your... trouble of a phone call to her. What? Uh, you sa- saved you the trouble of uh, giving her a call. Yes, definitely. Because <laughs> we have a weather phone call relationship. Um, and I've been reading your God Wrestler and really enjoying it tremendously. Um, Thank you so, so much. much. So much humor and so much food for thought. Um, so I thought, and yes, I agree with you, I'm cold, but we don't have negative 11 degrees Celsius. Thank God. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to share the an Eve poem with you since we're on this um, this biblical thing. Only, yeah, whatever. Yeah, go for it. Um, so this is the first poem to the collection, which is Eve Everywhere, and it's a revisionist feminist view of Eve. And the poem is titled All Day, Eve is With Me. In the dream I borrow the silk rungs to climb clouds. In the dream I borrow the snake to push beyond the idyllic. In the dream I borrow God's face and place it on Adam. Then pluck an apple and name it tree of life. In the dream I borrow pleasure's feathery fall to earth. In the dream I borrow the first woman to come from outer space. In the dream I borrow passion and layer it with past lives. Then bow to Eve who was borrowed. That's it. She was, of course, right out of uh, right Adam's uh, Adam's chest cavity. uh, Yes, how the story rib number eight. Well, no, the rib number seven, the floating rib, whatever that is. I think it is. I'm still dealing with that physically. You know, I think we all are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of the poems even go to that, and where I go to Adam's chest cavity and. And have the rib talk, the rib who's going to be taken out. I, you know, the rib that's going to be taken out and turned into Eve. I talk about that rib too. <laughs> anyway, that's great. Oh, well, you'll have to read that poem uh, uh, the next time you call in. I would love to hear what the okay. rib has to say. I will. Is it going to sing? Is it going to sing? Baby back, baby back. Baby? Is it going to do that? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I haven't gotten to singing in the rib yet. Okay, well, the night is young. Yes, the um, night is young, and thank you. Thank you for all you do for poetry, and again, how wonderful it was to have you as our um, featured poet in October. Uh, it was a, a lovely memory. It seems like such a long time ago, but... Uh, I know! But, still, but I was I was pleased to do it. Jean is talking about a, a poetry reading uh, that happened um, in a lovely cafe in Topanga Canyon, and I was uh, lucky enough to be the first invited guest to read at the series. And it was just—it was a great experience from top to bottom. And I was 
And I, yeah. I hope it continues, and, 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 yeah. and I'm, I'm sure Thanks. it will. All right, Jean, thank you so much, and um, best of luck to you with everything, and we'll talk with you again. Yes. Okie dokie. That was uh, Have a good Jean day. Col- you too. That was uh, Jean Colonymous calling from uh, Topanga Canyon, California, um, here in Southern California, reading her poem uh, from uh, The Borrowed Woman, from Eve. And thanks for mentioning my book, uh, God Wrestler. I wrote a book um, a couple of years ago, which is out now, called God Wrestler. It's a poem for every Torah portion. I took the challenge of writing a poem every single week um, in kind of the Jewish tradition of studying the Torah every week. Um, And uh, all of those poems were collected in this book, um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, following uh, the cycle of the stories that, that, that appear in the in the uh, in the first five books of the Bible, which uh, we Jewish folk call the Torah, um, and that's available online. I just posted a link to it in the chat room um, if you're so interested. Speaking of books by me, as long as we are, and since I, I don't spend too much time promoting myself in the show, I just wanted to mention my most recent book is a book of poems that I wrote um, two summers ago while traveling through uh, Memphis, Nashville, and Louisville. It's called Hunka Hunka Howdy. Um, it's travel poems. It's there's a lot of humor in it. Um, it's a lot of fun to read, and um, you can read a few poems from it on my website at poetrysuperhighway.com. I'm only mentioning it now because um, I just noticed that Amazon has it on sale uh, for about five bucks, which is it's a it retails it at, at twenty bucks. And I think what happens is um, uh, Amazon, you know, when you put a book out, if you start selling a few copies, then then Amazon buys a bunch of them. And then if those don't go really quickly after a while, they, they start discounting it. So if you were to get one from me at a reading, you'd have to pay 20 bucks. But if you've got Amazon Prime, you can get this book in your house in like two days for only five bucks. Um, I'll post a link to it in the chat room, um, and it's like a really awesome opportunity uh, to get one of my books at, at like 75% off of the the uh, cover price. And, I, and I'm sure as soon as a couple of them sell, they're going to bump the price back up to the retail. So folks, get it now. I tried to buy a bunch of them uh, just because I, you know, that's, that's about how much it cost me to buy the books um, uh, from, from the publisher. So uh, I thought, man, I should just stock up on these and I'm only allowed to buy one at a time. So you better, you better get them before I get them all. All right. So I'll post a link to it. The book is called Hunka Hunka Howdy. It's available on Amazon uh, at uh, at 75% off the price, and it's darned uh, funny and entertaining, and, and it documents my trip uh, through those uh, Midwestern southern cities two summers ago. Um, all right. Uh, I think we can get to one more caller before the half-hour mark when we play our spoken word track. Our next caller is from the 858 area code. Hello, 858. Uh, is that me? I think that's you, yes. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Rick. It's Igor. Igor. Igor from 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 from. Yeah, I remember you all the way from two weeks ago. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I I got I nearly got killed coming to hear you read. Which I appreciate. uh, Yeah. Well, I was very. You know, that's how dedicated I am to your. You know, to your work. Uh, No, it's uh, it was a great momentous day. But you, I, I really enjoyed your reading. I thought you're. You know, you've got a very uh kind of facile and, and kind of a open way of, uh, of relating your, your poetry. So kudos. Thank you. I really um, appreciate that. And I just want to mention that like so few people 
um, uh, would would uh, you know go through the trouble of almost getting killed on the way to a reading for me? They just give up at that point. And so I, I'm well, you, you know, know, you know, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke, but there's something. There is a serious uh, aspect to it because when I was in the accident, it was about five minutes before you were scheduled to start. I realized that this could take a long time, and I thought, no, I want to go to this poetry reading. So I just sped up the process, got everybody's information, exchanged numbers. You know, that was done, did it quickly, and then just took off. You know, and I. I was kind of motivated to get to your to your reading. I I don't think it's just you. I think anyone you know uh, I like would you know I'd be so you know uh, likely the same way motivated. Well, yeah, I, I totally get that to the, the serious aspect to it, and um, I don't want to make, make light of the fact that you were almost killed uh, by a car. Uh, but and I'm glad that you were uh, that it was you know. That really, there was no injury, and you were able to just like exchange info and move on and and be there. It was great yep. having you in the audience. Uh, Igor is referring to the fact that I I was uh, lucky enough to be invited down to Escondido, which is in the northern San Diego area, last uh, a, a couple weeks ago, where I got to to read to in the uh, Escondido Municipal Arts Gallery to a, a a really wonderful, warm, and talented group of people. Um, it's uh, so it was. I was really lucky to be there, and I was lucky to have you there in the audience as well. Yeah, Robert. Robert's a really good uh, curator, I'd say. He, you know, he does the um, regular art exhibit in which, uh, as a as a poetry exercise for local poets to come and interpret the paintings and you know with poetry. So he's really he's a really great uh, curator that way. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So do you have a well, poem for um, us? Yes, I do. I have a new poem. It's something cool. I've really been working on just lately. It's my latest. I have a new book coming out. My 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 last book was published four years ago. So it's she available? I think I showed that to you. Uh, but yeah. I have a new book coming out from the same publisher uh, in the spring called The Unspoken Word. And uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be illustrated as well. And uh, it should also have a foreword by Neil Gaiman, which uh, which is really oh going to do that's things for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a coincidence, kind of a strange coincidence that happened. But anyway, this is uh, – my, my publisher says that she, she's describing it to people as like uh, black mirror poetry. And uh, I'm not sure I'd go that far, but one of the things I'm, I'm, re- I'm going to include is, is, is what I can read to you now, which is called San Diego Beats Poets. So this is debuting on you on your show. Awesome. A debut. Are you ready? I'm ready. ready? Okay. I'm still ready. (laughs) San Diego beats poets. San Diego poets are wet gutter snipers taking pot shots of frivolous affluence and misspent eternities from the street corners and back alleys of our prematurely gray dimensions. San Diego poets cast lines like fishing reels, screaming curses at angels and heels while humming blues tunes to the damned under our breaths. San Diego poets spit surreal spiel into ribbons of unfurling images that rain down like bright, pathetic confetti against a blank horizon of empty empathy. San Diego poets slide their wild horsehair bows across taut, tied strings that sing about the psychedelic landscape of the gradually worsening human condition. You and me are not blind instruments of self-immolation. 
We do not have to sit at the center of the fire to make it our home. We can play our songs on sad air violins and dance in the rain to drown our sorrows in the sea of greater uncertainty. San Diego poets press our runny noses against the pane windows of badly lit coffee shops and crafty bookstores, hosting poetry readings for the overgroom and those educated only in blind arrogance and judgment. San Diego poets never have enough money to buy you a drink, but will spare you a sig regret if you're willing to spare the change you need to make to make your tomorrow just a little bit better. San Diego poets litter the streets with our clacking menial typewriters, preaching doomsday fire sales to tourists and liberation to those still hounded by carnivorous ambition and the climate of fear that tries to pass itself off as survival. San Diego poets are all clowns, fools, and charlatans, keeping ourselves amused on the ragged streets of cold hangover dawns while skipping around and dancing through the circus of mediocrity that pervades us. San Diego poets migrate like flocks of hummingbirds, seeking warmer climes and heartfelt compassions, blurring our wings the whole distance and getting there. A debut, ladies and gentlemen, a world premiere of um, a lovely tribute to San, San Diego poets, a lovely and honest and funny Tribute. I loved the, the the line poetry readings for the overgroomed. That was uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, e- Igor, well, thanks for sharing that with us. That's cool. When does this yeah, book come out? I, I hope you liked it. I thought it was appropriate for the poetry superhighway because I know you have a lot of national and you know people from all over listening. And uh, you know I'm a very quiet voice, but I'm going to have to speak a little bit louder if I want to shift some books. I know you would, you know what that's like. Yeah, it's it's tough. People love to hear you read, but you know, it's uh there's a lot of you know, I think it's tough just to spend money in general, you know, and to have another thing in your house, let alone, you know, mm. I don't think that anyone is genuinely uh, you know, I I, I don't think it's that people aren't but, interested. But I just you know, we're oversaturated. But we, but we don't we don't write poetry just to publish and sell books. I mean, the poetry works in other ways, for, you know, for us. We you know, we it's a way of connecting with other people. It's a very intimate way of connecting with other people. And, uh, you know, if you hear somebody's poem, that, that's honestly who they are. You know, they're really telling you, you know, they don't have to tell you what job they have or where they live or where they went to school. You find out who they are from the poem they read you. I, I agree 100% with that. And, and what you said just previously, I think we, um, you know, uh, Sure, it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to be published. It's nice to make a little bit of money from poetry that you can then go and buy mm-hmm. food with. Uh, but yeah. like primarily, if your primary reason for for making poetry is not to satisfy your own need to create art, then then you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's a good. Well, look, I got a, a I got a ton of I yeah, got a ton sorry. of callers um, and stuff. But Igor, yeah. it is great to hear your voice. You, a great poem. Yeah. I posted what a link point? to your. Your most recent book in the uh, in the in the link on the Facebook page for this um, and tagged you. So hopefully it'll get you some attention and good luck when the new book comes in. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll 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 call you up again when it is. Please do. Okay. Alrighty. Take care. Uh, That was you too. That was Igor from Escondido, the San Diego area, calling in, reading a a world premiere, a poem about uh, 
about San Diego poets. Fun poem too. All right, thanks, Igor. Um, we're uh, just past the half hour mark, and as we do every half hour mark, we uh, play a spoken word track. This um, is a new poem that, uh, or a new spoken word track we haven't played before. It's called "The End of the World" from poets Frog Corpse and Ron Whitehood. Upon a time, the end of the world took forever, but not anymore. Those days are long gone. These days, the end of the world comes quick. When you're not looking, you'll catch a glimpse of it out of the corner of your eye. It happens so fast that before you know it, it'll be over. Like a shooting star at 3 a.m. on a clear night. There, there, look, look, there it goes. Wow, the end of the world. Just fading away now is the spoken word track, The End of the World. This is a collaboration between Louisville, Kentucky poets Frog Corpse and Ron Whitehood. Uh, Frog, who submitted this poem, tells me that that Ron is the Beat Poet Laureate, um, I assume of 
Louisville, Kentucky, um, as well. Um, the drone music playing under the poem is by a group called Planning for Burial. They're, uh, well, Planning for Burial is a one-person band. Um, the person's name is Tom Wasluck, um, and the particular track is described as a post-rock doom and shoegaze solo project out of the Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania area. Um, Planning for Burial played Robert Smith's Meltdown Festival in the United Kingdom in 2018. Robert Smith, of course, is the lead singer of The Cure, and uh, Frog's friend, Tom, uh, helped out Ron and Frog by providing us with this brand new custom track uh, to perform the kind of joint poem. It sounded like it was two poems, one by Frog and one by Ron over the same track, or maybe it was one written in response to the other. But it sounded cool, and thank you uh, guys for sending it in. That was, again, the poem, The End of the World, uh, the spoken word track, I should say, uh, collaboration between Frog Corpse and Mr. Stranger, a.k.a. Ron Whitehood. We play a spoken word track at the half-hour mark of every show. Um, if you would like me to consider something for a future um, episode of this show, just send me an MP3. Please send the MP3 of the recording. Don't send links to things. Um, I, I need the MP3 uh, not just to hear it, but also if, I, if I'm going to play it, that's what I'm going to need to be able to upload here. So if you send me a link to like a YouTube video or something, it's it's not going to work for me. Send it to me uh, in email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com for a spoken word track. Um, I'm looking for something which uh, has the elements that you just heard. It's, it's, it's not just you reading a poem, period. It's you reading a poem that's been mixed with music or other sound effects uh, that, that, that adds extra elements beyond your just uh, straight reading. The other thing I'll accept is if it's a, a live recording of you reading in front of an audience where the audience reactions, their applause, their laughter, etc., becomes the extra element of the track uh, that, that makes it something different from you doing a straight reading. If you just want to read your poem, uh, just call in and read. Anyone's welcome to do that, uh, but uh, that's that's how I differentiate spoken word tracks. And again, I play um, I pick one, just one to play um, every month at the show at about the half-hour mark. So thanks, Frog uh, Corpse, for sending in that poem to me. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, got a lot of people on on the line. I'm going to get to you in the order that you called in, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to everyone in the uh, in the 18 minutes or so we have left. Up next is a caller from the 323 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, Rick. This is Maria. I don't know, this. I don't know if you remember me. Your Your voice sounds familiar, Maria. Okay. What's your last name? Well, Catapotis. Catapotis. And where you're calling uh, I was from? Mar- I was married, and it was Maria Hall, and now I'm going by my mate. mate. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I'm going to read a poem for you that I wrote called Dreams, and I'm okay. definitely going to buy your books. I wrote them down as you were um, – calling them out, so I'm going to buy your books for you, um, from you. And this poem is called <laughs> Dreams, and it goes, um, you have to face the darkness before you come into the light. You cannot take a shortcut. No one can save your life. You have to fight the madness no matter how afraid you feel. The child within you will help you to heal. Then life will be so beautiful after you've done all the right things. No matter how trying it seems, you will be able to live your dreams. And that's the poem I wrote. 
That's sweet, Maria. Um, you're you're calling from Southern Cal, I'm guessing, by your phone number? Is that yeah, right? West Hollywood. West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Okay, cool. Right, right over the hill. Um, yeah. from from where I am, and um, it's 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 cool to hear your voice, and um, that's so nice Thank of you to you. say you're going to to buy them a book. So you just said you were going to buy them for me. The first thing you said, and I thought uh, no, you already no, have them, but that's you. so nice. Uh, no, not for you. I'm going, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to definitely purchase. You know, I love you and love everything you do, and um, both of the books sound amazing. Especially, uh, you know, the um, but I love the idea about the Torah, and um, also the Nashville book sounds really great. So I will be definitely purchasing those on Amazon. So cool. Thank you so much for saying. Um, are you? Uh, is there... And thanks for doing this. And I wanted to ask you. I sent you one of my poems with a song in an email. Is that the way we're supposed to do it? Yeah. Um, you you would you would attach an MP3 of your spoken word track in an email. Um, and okay. if you sent it to me and I didn't respond, it probably means I didn't get it because I usually am pretty quick to acknowledge receipt oh, okay. Where, of I just of those sent things. it to your email, Rick. Can you Rick Looper, can you give me the correct email? Sure. Um and this goes for anyone listening who wants to send me a spoken word track. It's Rick at poetry dot com. Okay, superhighway.com. Okay, great. Okay, and thank you so much, Rick, for letting me allowing me to read my poem. My pleasure. Call in again, and uh, and uh, would I love will. to hear your voice again. All right, take it easy. Okay, thank you, Rick. Okay, bye. Bye. That was uh, Maria calling from West Hollywood, here in uh, the Los Angeles area. Thanks for calling in, Marie. Uh, the number for you to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the four zero eight area code. Hi. Hey, Rick. It's Mary Easton from the Bay Area. Hey, Mary. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You're having a great lineup today. Wow, I'm really impressed. <laughs> well, it just got even better. Oh, you're so cute. Thank you. <laughs> I just uh, I right. was just in the Bay Area okay, reading poetry there last uh, last weekend. I was invited up uh, by a synagogue. Yeah, I was invited up by a oh synagogue in I San Francisco. I, if I wished I'd known that, Rick, I definitely would have gone up to see you. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. I guess my my promotional machine is is broken, but uh, uh, but uh, was that's it a, cool. Was it a good turnout? Was it a good turnout? It was a great experience. I was at, I was a, the artist in residence at a synagogue for the whole weekend, and I read at a, a couple of Friday night events and a Saturday night event, and 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 at their religious school on Sunday, and all revolving around reading poetry and getting them to write poetry. And I thought it was oh it my was gosh. a great great time. Yeah. Wow, that is wonderful. Thank you for doing that. All right, should I read my poem? You know, I did, I have been more of 2020 because you always say, you know, what's going on in the Bay Area? And I have taken some classes. You have to give me credit for that, including that one I said I took with your friend. Um, yeah. But I I did Google the six best spots in SF for um, poetry reading, so I am going to follow up with all of those. So that's kind of cool. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a lot of people on the line. Should I just read the poem, Rick? Read the poem, Mary. Okay, cool. Thank you. It's called Almost. He was born of an egg made of woodrift embers. She almost lost him in a dream, his fists clenched tight inside her as she fought off a homeless soldier with a gun. It was their love story just beginning. She wasn't perfect. She skipped out on a hotel bill in Paris. 
as he got older, Em asked him to write a story every day. It didn't have to be good. She knew this would become his diary of their much-traveled life. The realtor promised a string of sunny days in their new river town, which is why Em didn't fix the convertible engine's failure issues or understand the locals' warning that jewelry ice arrives like that, underlit and brittle in a gauze of murky fog. It was so bad, some said, Flamingo's legs stayed stuck in frozen water for hours until a strong sun released them. Walking in high-heeled indigo velvet boots, Em carried him like a slot machine doll prize, his restless, lanky legs dangling, not strapped in, like the other kids on their way to school. A vertical line divides two parts in half. Other mothers driving by gave her the judgy look. They couldn't know yet she was a doula, a mother to mothers, assisting in hundreds of births. The sun fell below our shadows the day the jewelry ice came. Em wanted to free the flamingos. He begged her to keep moving fast. On the jagged street gone blind, the lift driver didn't see the boy and his mother walking, didn't see her throw the boy away from her body, taking the full hit. The boy cups Em's head in his lap, finds magic in her sleep as, the, as their world quiets, and first responders carry Em toward hospital help. The boy, an animal in the wild now, grows bigger hands, stronger legs, a soft heart. A tiny ladybug steps sturdy across the flower he picked for Em yesterday. She's still mine, he tells his imaginary dog, Charlie. Both hands on the hospital clock collapse to 12, then dissolve into dust, as if hit by arrows etched in flames. Another me saw my own body lying there. Get me out of here. The boy stares down at the tiny beetle, remembering a school lesson that ladybugs take time to get off the ground. And just before the takeoff, the elytra swing outward, letting the ladybug's hind wings unfold. He brings her to the lip of the open window, lets her use his finger as a stepping off place. A skylift wind births her strong. Dark to dark, water to night. In the skyline with no end, he could almost kiss the stars for shining. The end. <laughs> that was a great alarm sound at the end there. That was, you know, I know. That's, that's that's what I want to wake me up every morning. Wake up. I know, I know. Uh, with you that voice. That. <laughs> um, the uh, skipping out on a hotel in Paris. That's uh, how how naughty, uh, Mary. I know. Um, I, I just came up. I came up with that. Like you know what? Listening to these people. Um, like I'm glad that I was later on because I changed a couple of things in here as I was listening to your your people read. Isn't that funny? It's the artistic process continues. Uh, it's an ongoing yes, thing. Yes. And so thank you, thank you, as everyone has said previous for all you do for us, Rick. And I will let you go so the other readers can get their due due time. Cool, Mary. Thank you so much for calling in. Great to hear your voice as always, and talk to you next time. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that was Mary Kennedy Easton up from uh, uh, calling in from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, a place where I uh, I was just one week ago. Um, or actually, I was I think I was already heading home at that point. But uh, great city, you should all go there and read poetry, um, or write poetry for that matter. It's a city where poetry was practically invented. I know that's not true, but it sure feels like it when you're there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, our next caller is from the 
828 area code. Hello, 828. Hey, this is LB Sedlacek. Hi, Rick. How are you? Hey, LB. Wow, that's how you pronounce your last name. Oh, yeah, nobody says it right. <laughs> how great to hear your voice. Have we have we actually talked before? Have you called in before? No, we've emailed back and forth and, and um, over the years, but I haven't actually ever called in before. Yeah, I didn't think so. And I and I know, of course, I know you're really well from our correspondence and your ongoing participation in projects and 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 you've been you nice enough to ask me to to think I have something nice to say to put on the back of your books and stuff. So I'm I'm thrilled to hear your voice for the first time. Where are you calling from? I'm actually in North Carolina, um near Blowing Rock, which is uh, your Appalachian State University for people that follow football and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Well, welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Well, thank you. Um, I have a reading next week, and I'm reading from uh, my poetry book, Words and Bones, which is actually you did do a a blurb for me on the back of that one. So I appreciate that very much. It was an honor to be asked. Well, thank you. Um, I thought I would just read the title poem. It's a short poem, so if you want, I'll just go ahead and start. Go for it. Okay, here we go. Words and bones. Wadded up note in pocket, been in there since spring, all through the summer and some into winter, a note written on scrap paper, wadded up, three things written on it, lanyard, tissues, and sympathy cards. Not exactly in that order. This wadded up note won't be thrown in the trash. It will be kept with other pieces of scrap paper to store someone's forgotten words. So I'm one of these people that if I find somebody's list somewhere, actually that was my own list, um, in a pocket on the ground or whatever, I'll take it and look at it and go, wonder what these people were thinking when they wrote this list. That's a great, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great way to to find a poem, as it were. Um, so so cool to to hear it and to hear to hear your voice and and to uh, I mean, Sedlacek. That's how you say it. Yeah, said Lachek. <laughs> Amazing. I never. I mean, for years I've been saying something else in my head, you know, and uh, and now uh, now I will forever have to be reminded that that's how it's pronounced when I default to what I've been saying all these years. <laughs> but, but but for today, said <laughs> Lachek, it is. Um, that's right. Uh, from from North Carolina. Well, I just posted a link to Words and Bones in the in the Facebook. Uh, a post uh, as a comment to the Facebook post for this reading, and I hope people check it out. And um, it's fantastic to hear your voice for the first time after all these years. Well, thank you, and I, I appreciate for all you do for poetry. You've been an inspiration to me as well to a lot of other poets, as we heard earlier. And and uh, so I really appreciate all your encouragement and everything you do for poetry. And thanks for letting me call in. Oh, anytime. Please call in again. Um, thank you, um, LB. That was uh, LB Sedlacek, which I'll probably just be saying that over and over for the rest of the day just because I'm so excited that that's how you pronounce that. Uh, again, I think it's so – you know, one of the things of, of doing an online website and reading is that if you do it for a long time, you end up interacting with the same people uh, you know, via email and, and whatever for years. But you know, you don't necessarily ever talk to them or meet them. So occasionally when I'm out there in the world, someone will come up to me and say, hey, it's me from – 
Poetry Superhighway. It's like, oh my God, yeah, I've known you for years, and this is the first time we're actually speaking. And that was the experience I just had with uh, LB. So cool. I think we're going to try to squeeze one more call in. Um, uh, we've got a caller from the 205 area code. Hi. You there, 205? 205 is hung up. All right, that uh, paves the way for the 573 area code. Hello, 573. Hello, how are you, Rick? I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? This is Randall Bird. Oh, hey, Randall. How's it going? Another person I've, I, I guess I haven't interacted Pretty with you good. so much, but I've, I've seen you uh, posting in the PSH uh, Facebook group a bunch. Where are you calling from? Yeah, I am calling from Missouri. Missouri? Where, where in Missouri? Uh, Southeast Missouri. Uh, Iron County. Iron County. Okay, Uh, cool. Farmington, Um, Fredericktown, that kind of area. Ironton. I don't know where those places are, but they sound exotic, and I hope to visit them someday. (laughs) I've just got a few minutes left, so if you've got a poem, launch right into it so we can make sure to get to it. Will do. This is called uh, Circus Elephants in Retirement. Does a pachyderm dream in his elephant dreams of the clowns and trapezes, the music, the shows, of a time in his prime which compared to now seems to encompass the best of the life that he knows? Is she grateful to voices demanding the end of performances ladies and gentlemen share as the best of events they were pleased to attend or resent being treated like some dancing bear? <laughs> and there's... Oh, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and my computer screen decides to take that moment to go dark. Is retirement all it was promised to be? Do they miss the excitement, the life on the train? Would they choose to be loved rather than to be free? Or perhaps they're content, free of stress, free of pain? Of course, you know, the Barnum and Bailey Circus, you know, went out and uh, retired all the circus elephants. So that was amusing kind of on that. I did have the opportunity to see the circus before it uh, went out after, I don't know, 100 plus years. Yeah, I'm sorry they couldn't reinvent themselves in another way. I think it was probably a good thing that uh, that those animals got to leave that that servitude. Um, but um, but uh, and I and I hope your computer wasn't wasn't uh, censoring you by going dark at that exact moment. But um, yeah, I just decided I, to save some energy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Randall, um, do, do you have a website or anything that people can check out if people want actually? To I do. <laughs> I am the uh, editor editor of uh, Sparks of Calliope Poetry Magazine, and we're always taking submissions. It's uh, sparksofcalliope.wordpress.com. Um, so, uh, cool. the, uh, you know, of course, one of the nine muses, and uh, we've been yeah. going strong since uh, July, and, uh, you know, we're reading for March now, and, yeah, we'd love to hear somebody. Um, you know, we love to have people submit their poetry, and I've got a, a, a book of poetry coming out here in the summer from uh, Kelsey press here so uh called uh memoirs of a witness tree so uh you'll be seeing that coming up here in the summer so cool well i i look forward to seeing uh to seeing a mention of that in the poetry superhighway group i'm gonna let you go because i've got 60 seconds left to close up shop but i'm glad to hear your voice for the first time and please call in again yeah good talk to you all right take it easy that was a uh, randall bird calling from uh, uh southeast um uh missouri 
um, uh, and other places which he mentioned, which I've promptly forgotten. Um, thanks for calling in, Randall. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Uh, 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 thanks to Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Thanks to Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Thanks to, to Jean from Topanga Canyon, California. Igor from uh, Escondido, California. Maria from West Hollywood. Mary from the Bay Area. LB from North Carolina and Randall from uh, Missouri for calling in today. Our next show, as I mentioned uh, early, er, earlier, is going to be uh, Sunday, February 23rd, again at um, uh, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time to 3 o'clock p.m. Please call in and read. Watch for the announcement of our great poetry exchange. Get on our email list at poetrysuperhighway.com so you'll, you'll get all these announcements as they as they come along. And thanks so much, everyone, for calling in. Have a great rest of your day.